Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, in today's episode, I'm going to share some fun ways to celebrate and honor your upcoming 60th birthday. You will get lots of inspiration too, and guess what? I'm also turning 60. (laughs) Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle, with over a million downloads and counting. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your Master Certified Coach and Midlife Mentor, and I am so glad to be here with you again. The topic I want to coach you on today is how to get into that milestone birthday spirit celebrate and honor yourself for your 60th. I've been thinking about this a lot this year because I'm on the brink of turning 60 myself and I will be celebrating in the summer of 2023. You have options and choices and it starts with your mindset. You can be Krabby Patty about the whole thing or you can be Susie Sunshine (laughs) or someplace in between, of course. So we are going in. But just quick, before we dive into that, I want to make sure you know about the free online video training for you that is perfect if you want to find out more about how to get unstuck and live your best life in the middle. Head on over to www.midlifevideo.com and you'll get immediate access to what I like to call the secret to your midlife happiness plan. And one more thing, I also wanted to make sure you heard about the exciting new thing that will be coming to you soon. I've been posting about it on social media too and hinting that something big is coming, something big is coming, it's new, it's exciting, and it's something specifically for midlife entrepreneurs, so stay tuned, it is coming soon. Okay, my friend, here we go. I am turning 60 in summer 2023, 2023, and you know how I love a good milestone birthday around here, right? So remember, with regard to mindfulness, the overall goal is to really increase your awareness of your thinking. And I I think you know that there's a lot of thinking that goes on around birthdays, especially as we get older. So the way Oxford defines mindfulness is this, a mental state achieved by focusing one's awareness on the present moment while calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts, and bodily sensations but there's a bit more to it. It's also about accepting present moment experiences in a non-judgmental way. (laughs) You gotta be more accepting of what's going on in a non-judgmental way. And I know for sure that that isn't always so easy to do. So awareness, acceptance, and no judgment of the now of what's going on for you. Aging, birthdays, milestones. (laughs) This is how you become a watcher of your thoughts. You've probably heard that expression before, become a watcher of your thoughts. That's the goal. Just imagine, it's kind of like you with a thought bubble over your head, like a cartoon. (laughs) But instead of being a mean girl with a thought bubble full of judgment about what you're thinking and feeling, you're just noticing it. It's just a thought bubble with thoughts and you're just noticing your thoughts and feelings, you're increasing your awareness and you're increasing 
your ability to stay present and be in the present moment. Now, I know you might say that a lot. You might use that language. You might have a poster. You might have a magnet on your fridge. You might have a Pinterest board. But it's really a different story to actually do it. It's funny. I found this rustic sign uh, that I put up at the cottage on the side of the cottage. And all it says is B, the letter B and the letter E. And it's rustic, like with old tools. I don't know if you've seen that kind of sign. It just says B. And what a reminder that is. I mean, I get a lot of questions about it because, you know, people that aren't doing this work and aren't really focused on awareness like this, they're like, what? Where's the rest of it? Did half of it fall, (laughs) fall off and get thrown away? It's just B-E, just B. And I know, and I know that you know that that's not so easy. So I think that this is a really good thing to talk about when there is a milestone birthday on the horizon. I mean, it's always a good thing to talk about this, but especially in this context with what we're talking about today. So we want to increase your awareness and increase your ability to stay present, to stay in the moment. You're not criticizing yourself. You're not thinking about your never-ending to-do list. You're not distracted with your phone. You're not multitasking you're not evaluating your ability to be in the present moment. (laughs) Like, I suck at this. I can never do this. Like, you're not even doing that. You're just being there in the moment. You're immersing yourself like you're diving in to the present moment. You're not resisting it, which, like I said, and I'm sure like you're noticing right now as we're talking about it, it's what so many of us do. Now, I've heard this time and time again, that it even feels too indulgent to read a book. Now, this this really struck me the first time I heard it. And then, of course, I started thinking about it more, too. But it, it's really relevant to this because you're not multitasking. It's gotten to the point where if you're not multitasking, it almost seems indulgent, like it's just you're being too kind to yourself to allow one task only. And one task only allows you, at least it gives you a fighting chance to be in the moment. You're just focusing on one story, like in the book example, the story of the moment in what you're reading already. You're likely sitting and just doing that one thing. Now, when you were young, this wasn't a problem. Remember scholastic book fairs? I mean, how fun, how fun was that? It was like the highlight You'd get the catalog, you'd get a little bit of money, you got to go, you got to pick good books. And then when you got your books home, I mean, I literally remember diving into bed. I had this canopy bed and I just remember myself like just, you know, just loving those books. And we were allowed to buy the books. It was just such a fun thing to do. And I didn't have a problem dedicating time to just sitting there and reading. But now it's a different story. So When you apply what we're talking about now to a birthday example, it's really about being aware of what's happening now for you as you think about your birthday, as you plan for your birthday, as you talk about your birthday, as you experience whatever it is in honor of your birthday, noticing your feelings, thoughts, and body sensations without judgment. And when we're talking about age-related milestones like turning 50 and 60, I would say it's not that easy to be without judgment. I bet you have lots of thoughts about what it means for you to be turning 50, or in my case, next year, turning 60, 
or whatever birthday milestone you're thinking about, your thoughts might actually surprise you. Do you make it mean that you're old, that time's flying, that you might have regrets, that it's time to get serious about your health, your weight, your diet, your exercise, that you're almost dead, that you better prioritize that big trip you've been wanting to take while you can still walk and balance and, you know, you haven't broken a hip or that big accomplishment that you wanted to tackle? Is all that stuff coming up for you as you think about your birthday? You might be thinking, woe is me. Or you might be thinking, wow, I still have time. I want to hear from you if you think, wow, I still have time. You know, this milestone birthday thing can be jarring. There could be a lot going on up there when it comes to these milestone birthdays. I mean, it's come up for me too. Lately, I was talking to a couple of friends I haven't spoken to in a while. And, you know, I, I, I make a point of saying I'm, I'm turning 60. Wow, I can't believe it. Like, what does that mean? I can't believe it, right? It means that that milestone birthday is loaded. It has meaning that is big in some way. And then it's up to us to like parse it out. So are you thinking, woe is me? Or are you thinking, wow, I still have time? There could be a lot that's going on up there when it comes to these milestone birthdays. They can be full of highs and lows And they are pretty often jarring and a cause for reflection. Like it's a wake-up call sometimes. And what I like about a wake-up call, at least it pushes you to reflect. (laughs) But anyway, I love, love, love focusing on celebration at times like these because I really do think it's worth celebrating. So I've been busy coming up with 60th birthday ideas, and I've got two big ones. The first idea you may have heard about already here on the podcast, it's called the Gift of 60 Fun Shop. The Gift of 60 is a fun, interactive online birthday party that I host. I'm calling it a fun shop rather than a workshop (laughs) because we're having fun and it's important and it's a celebration. And it's for women who turned 60 last year or are turning 60 within the next year. When you join the party, the fun shop, you're going to celebrate your first 60 years with a look at your successes. And yes, you've had them more than you think. And we're also going to help you discover how to create your next chapter with intention so that you have no regrets and love your life. So during the 60th birthday party fun shop, you'll get to meet other amazing like-minded women your age who are also celebrating this milestone birthday. You're going to complete the Women in the Middle Midlife Snapshot to take a look at where you are now. You're going to get a lot of clarity about your next chapter priorities. You're going to identify your regret-proof power plan to make those priorities a reality. And you're going to have the chance to win fun prizes. And I have to tell you that this um, work that I help you with in the fun shop is so powerful that when it comes to setting your next chapter priorities, you're able to do it in a minute, one minute. After we do an exercise and I put things into context, you're able to crank out those priorities in 60 seconds or less. Really, it's shocking and it happens over and over again. So anyway, it's pretty awesome, (laughs) but there's even a little bit more. During the 60th birthday party fun shop, you're also going to get a workbook, the Gift of 60 workbook. You're going to get a PDF copy of my uh, book, my ebook, 50 Ways to Celebrate Life After 50. You'll get the ebook version. You're also going to get a one hour follow up 60 group coaching call. So, a group coaching call that will happen 
as a follow-up after the fun shop. And one more thing, you get to bring a friend for free. So great. I, I'm just so excited about this. I've done a couple of them already, and they were highly successful and just a lot of fun. So I was really excited when I came up with this idea because it's a combination of celebrating, reflecting, thinking, focusing on the amazingness of being alive at this point in your life. And as you may know, this is a big deal for me. I know all too well that not everyone gets to celebrate the gift of aging. Both of my parents died way too young. My mother at only 32, my father at 41. So for me, now at 59, I have far outlived them both. I got to celebrate way more trips around the sun than they did. So I really feel compelled to help women like you put aging in perspective. The urge is to be shocked by it, to be bummed by it, because it feels so negative somehow. It's so common to focus on what you can't do instead of what you still can do, right? And how you look worse and how the best really isn't yet to come. How all you can do when you look in the mirror is to look at the the lines under your eyes or a bag or a wrinkle in your forehead or something going on with your chin or chin hair, right? That's a big one for me. (laughs) So that's so common to focus on that. It's so common to think about how you look worse. Anyway, you get the point. That's what we have to fight against because of the culture and society we live in. Youth is valued more than age, or at least it seems like it is, right? There's just a lot of messages about that. But what you do when you see those messages, when you hear those messages coming in, is you get to interpret them and you get to decide what you believe. The problem is so many of us just believe things on autopilot. So we end up having these beliefs that are based on a bunch of thoughts, and we may or may not have ever examined them. Have you really been curious about why you think what you think about age? And if you like your reasons, do you really believe what you're telling yourself? So a belief is just a bunch of thoughts. So if you end up believing that youth is better than age, that a young age is better than an older age, that you have more opportunity when you're a young person than when you're an older person, that's going to make you feel a a certain way. So a belief is just a bunch of thoughts. And as you know, thoughts are optional. That's really good news. It's really good news because you can decide how you want to interpret things that are around you. So as I was saying, it's my mission to help you celebrate your age and to celebrate life, to value the present moment, not wish it was something other than it is. Your birthday represents life. Think about it. It's so common to think that your milestone birthday represents death. Well, if you're having a birthday, you're not dead yet. If you're having a birthday, that's good news because you still have opportunities to regret-proof your life. If you're having a birthday, you can celebrate it. Why not, right? Why not celebrate and honor your amazing self for having the opportunity to age? You can age gracefully. You can age creatively. You can age passionately. You can age inspirationally. But the bottom line is that you can age. You get to age. Please, please, please do not take that for granted. You get to age. Okay. Now, as I was saying, I created two ideas to help you celebrate turning 60 and any birthday really, but especially milestone birthdays 
And you might even call them like a big birthday, a landmark birthday, a special birthday. The first one is the one I explained, the Gift of Aging Fun Shop. So if you want to check that out, I've got one for turning 50 and for turning 60. Head over to www.giftof60.com or www.giftof50.com to join the party and you can sign up for that. So the next one's coming up um, and the date and the details are there. So that's the first idea, the Gift of Aging Fun Shop. Now, the second idea for how to honor and celebrate your 60th birthday is what I'm calling Six in 60. Six in 60 is a celebration blueprint to make your 60th more memorable, meaningful, and fun. And it's what I'm using to make sure that I create a personal 60th birthday experience that is amazing. So I'll be sharing more details as I continue to customize my plan for myself, but here's the gist of the idea. Like I said, Six and 60 is a plan. It's a celebration blueprint for your birthday year. Specifically, it's a plan for six meaningful and interesting ideas to honor your 60th birthday. The idea is that you use the Six and 60 framework during the lead up to your 60th birthday. This makes sense because on your 60th birthday, you have completed your 60th year. You've completed another trip around the sun. So here's what to do next. Answer each of these six questions and then come up with a plan to execute on the way you answered the questions. The framework I came up with is based on ways to think about what would make this milestone both meaningful and interesting to you and for you, right? So I want it to be meaningful and interesting to you and for you. It's about the combination of things that add up to one heck of a celebration. So answer these questions to flesh out your 6 in 60 blueprint. When you think about the answers, please notice the first thing you think of. Watch for your brain to offer up all kinds of excuses why it won't work, why it's too much money, why it's too hard, blah, blah, blah. Ignore them. Just notice the thing that you want and sit with that. Focus on what you want first. Then at another time, figure out the how. The how is just a bunch of obstacles that you need to overcome. You can absolutely do this, but if you focus on the how first, you will absolutely squish your dreams. So let your dreams rise to the surface. You owe that to yourself. Okay, here we go. So I'm going to ask the question and I want you to notice the first thing that pops into your mind. Notice it, okay? Question number one. What makes your heart sing? What would be extreme joy for you? Okay, that's question one. What makes your heart sing? What would be extreme joy for you? Question two. What makes you feel so good? What feels luxurious or like a luxury to you? Okay, so what makes you feel so good? What feels luxurious or feels like a luxury to you? Question three, what do you really want to learn? What skill do you want to have? So that one's straightforward. What do you really want to learn? What skill do you want to have? Question four, what have you always wanted to buy? What purchase do you really want to make? What have you always wanted to have? Question five, what connection do you want to make this year? Who do you miss and want to reconnect with? 
Who do you want to make a new connection with? Okay, so five is about connection. Who do you want to connect with this year? What connection do you want to make? Who do you miss? Or is there a new connection you want to have in your life? And six, what do you want for entertainment? What entertainment do you want to experience? What do you think of as entertainment? And what do you want more of? TV, movies, games, concerts, exhibits, shows, travel, like however you interpret it. So those are the six questions. Now, as you can see, the categories may overlap for you, and that's okay. It doesn't really matter. It depends on how you interpret it. For example, joy and entertainment for you might overlap, or luxury and buying something, for example, that might overlap. Just focus on being in the moment of the ask. Ask the question and see what comes up for you. This is your personal plan, right? So it's it's okay to to have a whole plan be based on what you really want. It doesn't matter so much about the categories. They're just ways to find thoughts. Again, the categories for your 6 and 60 blueprint to celebrating your aging self are the following. Having joy, treating yourself to luxury, acquiring a skill, buying something, connecting more, and entertaining yourself. Those are the six categories. Now, for me, At the time of recording this podcast episode, I don't have them all worked out yet. (laughs) I do have four of them. I have four of the six, so I'm still working on it. So the very first question is what inspired uh, the way I was started to think about all of this. So the question for me, that first one, what makes my heart sing? What would be extreme off the charts joy for me? And the first thing that came up, and you may not be surprised, It was this special whale watch that I took 30 years ago where I was able to have friendly encounters with the gray whales of Baja. And so that popped into my mind. And because I had worked on my mindset to do this exercise, I was open to it. For 30 years, I've been saying no to going back. And now I said yes. And then more came of that idea. But it was really just the openness and the way I prepared my mindset to lean into it. I gave myself permission to have that kind of joy, to allow that kind of joy. Now, the next one, treating myself to luxury. Well, the first thing that comes to mind for me is definitely something to do with spa treatments. Now, I know that's not for everybody. Somebody might want to buy a designer bag. Maybe that's luxury or maybe that's something that they want to buy. But for me, luxury right away, it didn't just mean one spa treatment. It meant a commitment to spa treatments. So I decided to book one spa treatment every other month for the lead up to 60. Now, I have never done anything like that before. That seems off the charts luxurious to me. I'm going to challenge myself to try some different spas and some different treatments. And every other month, like I would never do that sort of thing, like maybe once a year. You know, okay, the next one is acquiring a skill. Again, the first thing that popped up to me, something I've been meaning to do for a while, is to become like really good at rolling sushi. I love sushi. Sometimes I think I could eat it every day. I love it. So why not take a course? Why not get really good at it? I'm excited about that. And I'm in a city where I know that I can find it online. In fact, I've looked and I get a few choices. It's not just one place to, to learn about it. It's many. So the next thing is buying something. So what have I always wanted? Well, this might seem strange to you, 
But I've always admired <laughs> women who have a classic jacket, like a classic jacket of some sort. Usually it's a fall type of jacket. You know, winter jackets seem really industrious, like you just need to stay warm. But a fall jacket, you know, with gloves and a nice scarf, I've always admired just women that look pulled together with a beautiful jacket. So I hadn't really thought about this until I saw what I wanted. And then it popped right into my mind because I'd already given myself permission this year to buy something that I wouldn't normally buy or normally prioritize. So I was in a small town. And what do you know, this British place was was retiring. The owners were retiring and things were drastically reduced. And I bought a beautiful, classic tweed jacket. Oh my God, I love it. It is gorgeous. Of course, I had to get the arm shortened, which I did. And I picked it up yesterday. <laughs> and it's the perfect time of year to wear it. And I have a scarf or two that is already the right color. I'm beside myself. I have a classic jacket. I'll have that forever. I'm very, very satisfied with that purchase. So the next two categories I haven't yet decided on. One of them is this meaningful connection. And the other one is a specific form of entertainment. So the first thing that does pop to mind, though, is something about music. And again, you just want to look for thoughts because even... Even as I was preparing this episode, this thought wasn't really clear, but just talking about it again, it did come in. And I regret that I never heard Mel Torme performing live. I never heard Mel Torme performing live. He's one of my favorite jazz musicians. Oh my gosh, I have quite a collection of Frank Sinatra and Mel Torme. And I was able to hear Frank Sinatra I believe he was in his early 80s at the time. He was certainly not at the peak of his career, but I had a chance to hear him live. And I'm grateful for that. And I wish I would have heard him uh, when he was younger. And maybe I could have heard him a few times, gone to a few concerts. But I didn't. But Mel Torme, I never had the opportunity to hear live. So I think that might be the category. Some kind of a musical experience, a concert, probably jazz. Um, and, you know, once you figure out who you want to see, sometimes you got to travel to some interesting place to get tickets to go. <laughs> so it may not be in Toronto. I don't know. But that's, I, I hope by just talking through it a little bit on how it was coming out for me, um, will give you uh, just a little insight to being more open and to preparing yourself to say yes and to um, just allow these thoughts to come up and not fight them, not push them down just because, but to allow them. And you can see that this six-part blueprint could really be quite meaningful and entertaining and interesting to honor my 60th year. I really do. It feels totally like a celebration. I mean, maybe I'll go see a jazz concert with my tweed coat. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. Okay, my friend, that is what I have for you today. I've been thinking about it a lot this year because, like I said, I'm on the brink of turning 60 myself. But I just want to remind you that you have options and choices, but it really does start with your thinking. It starts with your thoughts and your imagination and your openness to value this milestone, to honor the gift of aging. 
And I really invite you to enjoy and make sure you tell me all about it. I would love for you to send me an email, tell me what your thoughts are, and we can absolutely share what we're up to together. This won't be the last time that I talk about this on the podcast for sure, because I'm sure each of these experiences will just be super fun and I'll be excited to share them with you. I just can't imagine I won't be excited to share it with you. Anyway, that's what I have for you today. That's it for the episode. As you know, my focus as your midlife coach is to help you get unstuck, clear, and excited about your life again. If you want to find out about how to get unstuck and live your best life in the middle, make sure to watch my free midlife training at www.midlifevideo.com and you'll get immediate access to what I like to call the secret to your midlife happiness plan. If you're ready to change your life and learn the skills to unstick yourself with some masterful coaching, a top-notch curriculum, an infusion of creativity, and a warm, fun, and awesome community of like-minded women, then let's talk about it. I would love to be able to help you get unstuck and find that thing you're looking for. Go ahead and book your momentum call at www.womeninthemiddleacademy.com. Who knows? Maybe joining the Academy will be one of the things that you want to create for yourself in your six in 60 plan. Who knows? If you're struggling with any of this stuff, I say, let's talk. For show notes and links, head over to www.susierosenstein.com and click the podcast tab and look for episode 276. Thanks so much for listening. It's time for you to put yourself first one thought at a time. I'm Susie Rosenstein, and I'll talk to you next week. Okay.